Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with uh, me, Charles Nixon, and Kieran Kapoor from Cambridge Marketing College. Um, we were wondering what we were going to discuss today, but uh, Kieran has seen a very interesting article which has opened up the whole issue of segmentation and uh, society uh, from a marketer's perspective. Kieran? What this sparked often is a... Um, a Conservative minister in the UK government who quit yesterday, um, George Freeman. He quit because he said that he couldn't afford the rising mortgage costs based on his salary, his ministerial, junior ministerial salary of £120,000. Um, and he complained that um, the economy had changed and therefore his mortgage costs had gone up. There was lots of reasons why he can't possibly afford to cope with his new mortgage levels. Um, what, the two things that really interested me about it, one was his current junior minister salary is £120,000. To put that in context, the median salary in the UK is 33000 So that's a heck of a difference. He's earning four times as much as the average person and somehow he can't afford to live on that. The other thing that intrigued me was he's dropped his £120,000 junior ministerial salary and is going back to the back benches on a ministerial salary of 86000 So somehow he thinks he's going to top up his ministerial salary, um, his MP's salary, to above 120,000. Let's not go into the ways that that might be, that might be done. But it, and, and I thought we were actually going to have a discussion about um, how not to uh, brief the press and perhaps how to think about how your words could be interpreted because, of course, the left-wing press are going, well, this proves that the, gov- the Conservative government has trashed the economy, um, not even ministers can afford, and, of course, other people are laughing at this guy not being able to live on 120,000. However, what we, we then discussed was actually there's a really interesting part here about how much is enough for your segment Yes, um, the the PR side of things is a very interesting one, and you have to think about the motivations of a gentleman who decides he's going to resign from the cabinet in the run-up to a general election. It sends uh, significant messages, and he probably is fairly well in control of the messages that he wanted to send out. But the issue of how much is enough has been around for quite a while, certainly from the days of Theresa May, where the jams, the just about managings, um, were the phraseology, um, and um, certainly we now the uh, impact of inflation have situations within our segments of uh, customers um, who are um, worried about how much they can afford and what is enough. Um, But it is an element which is now rather complicated by not just the economics of it, but the societal position um, and the aspirations. Um, I think that um, we have a situation where um, millennials and indeed um, other generations um, uh, look at what they want and have um, and possibly to some degree um, exclude children from that aspect whereas past generations would include children and all the costs that go with that um, and therefore um, we need to think about you know, what it is that people aspire to, what they uh, uh, are motivated by um, rather than necessarily just about the money. Um, And uh, I think it means that for marketers, uh, segmentation now becomes much more psychoeconomic rather than just demo-economic. And I think the the highlighting of a person who feels that they cannot survive on 120 um, may well be one that might get pilloried, but it is an interesting aspect that, you know, there are 
groups of people out there who feel they cannot cope on salaries which may be double or treble the, uh, the national average. Um, so um, within the groups that we are targeting, we need to think quite clearly as to what it is that those people are actually aspiring to and feel that they can afford. Um, we have seen retail um, inflation go down recently, um, but that in itself doesn't necessarily bring about uh, an increase in um, the sale of goods and services, and the economy is sort of seemingly flatlining. So we are in a process of you know, having to understand our marketplace better and potentially finding some new ways uh, of appealing to it. Yes, you said you'd read a, an FT article talking about the um, reduction in the birth rate in a number of a number of economies. Because, mm. as you said, in the in the past, you you had children in order that they were there to look after you in the old age. I mean, not just that, but one of the reasons for having children was they looked after you in your old age. Now, of course, we have the opposite view that actually maybe we can't afford them, or it's cheap and it's there is no economic necessity to have children. I'm phrasing that very badly, but they, they, the motivations may be slightly different to the way they used to be. Is that f a fair reading of the article? Yes, it is. Um, uh, it's a fair reading, though the interesting aspect is it, it, there's um, a big, it's a major interview with a Finnish um, um, uh, scientist who is... is basically saying that, that nobody actually quite knows why there is this massive drop in fertility rates um, and um, there are you know all sorts of arguments as to how it has happened but the result of which is it is happening um, and we've got population declines in many European markets we've got population declines um, in the Far East um, those marketplaces which are seemingly growing outside of say Africa and some parts of South America are doing so through immigration um, but migration is causing one of the biggest political headaches um, so we have um, some very interesting scenarios when we look at if you like the traditional UK um, economic market um, as to why people would want to buy uh, or spend uh, a certain amount of their salary on things which may not necessarily be um, the first port of call to anyone who thinks about them in, in the old way. You know, they want to spend them um, on experiences, travel, um, holidays, um, rather than necessarily um, uh, saving up and affording a house. Um, they will continue to rent. Um, and it is an interesting uh, set of circumstances uh, that I think we need to, need to consider. Um, I, at the moment, I'm just preparing to uh, teach the uh, innovation program, um, and the innovation aspect of um, any marketing department these days is crucial um, to the nature of what it is that's offered in a way in which uh, we can think about different ways of improving the, the working lives of most people. And that's what marketing is about, and therefore uh, it does come back to this you note. Know, what what is a uh, a wage that you can afford to live on, and what do you want to spend it on? I think that's the second and important part of the le uh, of the uh, sentence. I think there's from a from a marketing perspective, we definitely have to be looking at 
um, what our customers can afford or are aspiring to afford. You were talking earlier um, about luxury goods and your suggestion was maybe one didn't need a handbag, let alone a handbag costing sort of 1,500 to 2,000 pounds. But actually, if you slap those brand labels on it and brands have proved this onto something that costs less, the assumption is that it's a fake. It's not an assumption of, oh, I've got a good bargain. So there, consumers will always use price as a, as a signifier of certain things. But we also have to be aware of what our customers can do. Oh, yes, I, I, absolutely. And uh, the IPA is running a series of uh, campaigns at the moment, um, one of which is, you know, back, you know, spend 60% of your budget on building the brand and 40% on selling. It's an important aspect. You know, branding is absolutely critical um, because people have got to have faith in what it is that they're buying. Um, the question is, what is it they're buying and why do they want to buy it? Um, uh, and I think the, you know, the uh, Imelda Marcos approach to several hundred pairs of shoes um, isn't something that necessarily um, rings true these days, um, given the, the state of the economy. Um, but doesn't mean you're not buying any shoes or any clothes. The question is, why do you buy them and what do you want from them? Because we now have another imperative, the imperative of what, we, what are we doing to the damage of the, of the planet by buying cheap textiles. So it, I suppose what it really indicates is it's not just finance. There are many more complicated um, motivators in our uh, marketplaces these days. Uh, and a full and uh, balanced approach to understanding the segments is, well, to be honest, is the nirvana for most marketers. Um, and therefore, m market research at uh, an in-depth level becomes almost de rigueur for any fast-moving consumer goods. Yes, which brings me back to a nice political thing, because I wanted to, to finish on it, where there's been quite a few, um, there's been several very, very large uh, market research things about the, um, the UK, um, the views of the UK voter on the government. And um, I think if you were sitting in government or frankly, if you were sitting in opposition where you may feel that you're going, you might win the election, you might get the election as opposed to win the election. There is definitely all to play for in the hearts and minds of the, of the UK voter, which is going to make this, in, this year really quite interesting. Well, yes. Now, there's an interesting one. Do we put our neck out and say which way it will go? I am happy to call it for Labour, but I think it may be a, a grudging win as opposed to I can remember the Tony Blair win of 1997 where everyone stayed up through the night because he wanted to see Michael Portillo go uh, and he went at three in the morning and there was a real sense of, yes, this is wonderful and exciting and Tony Blair is going to be the new future. I don't feel I don't I'm not seeing any evidence that people are feeling that necessarily about Keir Starmer um, <clears throat> I wouldn't disagree with you um, um, I'm not 100% sure I would uh, say that uh, yet it is a foregone conclusion um, either way uh, and my concern is that it's a hung parliament um, but we'll have to think closer to the election um, because I think there's still many things that that can happen. Um, we need to think very clearly about um, the economy and, and the rest of the world economy by the time we get to the middle of the year. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. Um, and uh, we hope we've uh, uh, provided you with some food for thought um, and look forward to talking to you uh, next time. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.